0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Brendan Rogers won't rule out a Celtic return for Kieran Tierney. Rangers accept a bid for Scott Wright and Mother will sign former Crystal Palace fullback Papi Suarez. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Roger Hanna. And we're up and running again, Andrew. The Via Play Cup group stages started on Saturday. A few good shocks. St Mirren losing again in this competition. St Johnson lose. Dundee United lose. And this week's when it really begins to feel like the start of the season. Rangers tomorrow night, the Alan McGregor testimonial against Newcastle at a sold out Ibrox. Celtic play in Yokohama on Wednesday. And when they come home, will Kieran Tierney be coming home too? It was just nice to see that list of Saturday three o'clock kickoffs at the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, listen, it feels real again. Some of the fixtures, and I'm quite sure that Stephen Robinson, Stephen McLean, Jim Goodwin will be playing down the significance of that opening day of the season. Oh, it's it's very early, yeah. We've still six or seven weeks of the the transfer window to go. But judging by some of the videos I've seen of those Dundee United fans at Ainsley Park on Saturday. They don't think the start of this season is going to be any different from the end of the last season. Well, yeah, well, maybe you're a Dundee United fan out there and you've got some opinions on that game at the weekend. We'd love to hear from you. 01419511025. Maybe you're a Celtic fan that's got a bit of interest in those quotes that we're about to bring you from Brendan Rogers talking about Kieran Tierney. Rangers fans, what do you make of the transfer business so far? It looks more like outs than ins at the moment. Scott Wright could be the next one after Antonio Cholak left for Parma over the weekend. Whatever you want to talk to us about. 0141-951-1025 and uh, yeah I think the the obvious place to start is maybe the Kieran Tierney one because we have talked about it on the show a few times but it's now been addressed by Brendan Rogers. he's now talked openly about the possibility of Kieran Tierney returning if you haven't seen these quotes that were in this morning's newspapers I'll, I'll just give you some of them he says there's been a lot of players linked here with me coming back uh, all I know is Kieran like myself we loved our time here when I spoke to him down the road in the Premier League every time we met up all we talked about was Celtic he's a Celtic man and he's at a fantastic club at Arsenal you can never say never in football who knows what might happen he goes on to say we wouldn't be able to buy Kieran for the 25 to 30 million pounds that's for sure or the figures I see banded about I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be able to pay the huge salary he's on however one can never tell Kieran has an incredible history with the club he was a massive part of my time here so there will always be that link you never know yeah and you tend to find Andrew where there is a will there's a way um, you need three agreeable parties for a move like this the buying or loaning club if you like the pairing club and the player himself Brendan Rogers clearly would like to bring Kieran Tierney back to Celtic um, I have a feeling Kieran Tierney would never rule that out so it then just comes down to what do they need to do to make this happen? Um, I think we need to pay a substantial loan fee to get him for the season because, as Brendan says, you know, and I think those are conservative estimates of twenty-five to thirty million pounds. I think Arsenal would be looking for something higher than that. Um, so you need to pay the bumper loan fee, and Kieran himself would need to take a hit on his wages. Maybe even as much as two thirds of his wages. So as that's he a will, huge compromise, Andrew, isn't it? Andrew, of course it is. You know, but if that is the only way this deal is going to happen, 
He also talked about Greg Taylor and Alexandro Bernabe. Yeah. He said that he's got two fullbacks. He says he's been very impressed with Greg Taylor's time at Celtic. I think he said more about Bernabe that you know he's a young player that is developing. So it'd be interesting to see the landscape of the squad. However, Kieran Tierney is of that quality. Is that if he comes in, he starts for Celtic. Oh, without doubt. Effectively, if you're paying that amount of money that we've discussed, Andrew, if he comes back, he'll be playing. Um, that might be hard on Greg Taylor, who has developed in the last two years under Ange Postacoglu terrifically well um, and is uh, you know, a mainstay of that Celtic first-team squad. But Kieran Tierney is Kieran Tierney. If he was coming back to Celtic, he'd be playing. Well, let's hear from you. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Maybe you've got some thoughts on something we've not even touched on yet. We'd like to hear it. 01419511025. When this story first came about with Kieran Tierney potentially returning to Celtic, I think Simon Donnelly was in the studio and he said that he thought if Kieran Tierney came back, he would play as a left centre-back rather than a left-back. Could you see that happening at all? Well, listen, you never know. I think we're all assuming that the Brendan Rodgers will come back and play a sort of 4-3-3 system that was so successful for Ange Postacoglu in the last couple of years when he won a treble, two trophies a season before. He, he might try something different. You know, if, if, if he to get Kieran Tierney, maybe he would play a three at the back and Greg Taylor would fit in as a left wing back and he would change things further up the park as well. We just don't know. He was reasonably flexible during his time at Leicester. Sometimes he went with a three. More often than not, it was a flat back four. But uh, he is a flexible manager and it might just be horses for courses depending who they were playing, what competition domestically or Europe. How much of a coup would it be for Celtic? Because it's not often you see players that are, you know, at that level playing in the Premier League for a club of the size of Arsenal that then decide they want to go to Scotland. Well, that's another issue. He's not playing for a club the size of Arsenal since Alexander Zinchenko was signed from Manchester City a year ago. His chances have been limited, um, and he's the type of player he's in, and he's at the tight eight stage of his career Andrew where he needs to be playing 40 games a season he will know that a year down the line European Championships it looks as if Scotland might be getting there touch wood he will want a season under his belt where he plays week in week out twice a week for his club and whether that club's Arsenal or it's Celtic or it's somewhere in between he'll just want to be playing football There are so many external factors as well and a lot of it could come down to what other interest there is in Kieran, yeah. Kieran Tierney and, and you would think there would be quite a lot Yeah, I mean Newcastle United has been spoken about for a long, long time I think Eddie Howe has been a long-term fan of Kieran Tierney. Um, Newcastle have spent big in the last transfer window. You would anticipate they will spend big in this window. And all clubs that spend big, and, and we include Arsenal in this, have just paid £105 million for Declan Rice. They have to be wary of the FFP regulations. Uh, Manchester United, I think, they, they took a small fine last week from UEFA for a, what was described as a minor breach of FFP but the authorities are looking and sometimes that does hamper the ability of clubs to go and get all of the players that they want We look at this business Celtic have done so far and the business that they're about to do two South Korean players that we'll speak about shortly look to be the next two in the door after that would you be expecting Celtic to be the club that are spending big money yes we're not talking <laughs> the type of level as you were saying is Newcastle but in terms of big money for Scottish Premiership would you imagine that is the next step for Celtic this I, summer? I don't know I'm not so sure um, had circumstances been different and Brendan Rodgers was coming in to fight fires at Celtic then perhaps 
But I think Brendan Rodgers' first task is just to come in and steady this ship. Um, there's not a lot broken at Celtic at the minute. Therefore, probably doesn't need a big fix. Jota has gone. He will need replaced. Um, he does have injury problems. You know, Alistair Johnson's going to miss six or eight weeks after this summer ankle surgery. But the other guys, you know, Marco Tilly or Mikey Johnson, were they going to be first team starters? I'm not so sure. So I think maybe... You know, the first Korean, the winger from Gangwon, I think he might have a chance of competing for the slot vacated by Jota. But don't be surprised if Brendan Rodgers starts with a front three of Maeda, Kyogo and Leila Bada next season. Let's hear from you. 01419511025. I did touch on that other business that it looks as if Celtic will be doing in the next few days. They have flown out to Japan. I believe they've landed in Japan now for that pre-season tour that they're on. They play against Ange Postacoglu's old team on Wednesday, don't they? Yokohama F Marinos oh, I've, I've seen that as around 30, 38 degrees or something like that is yeah, it as warm as that my colleague from the Scottish Sun Robert Grievous here he's been sending back video content he's in a t-shirt absolutely appalling standard it should be Colin Ty Andrew but when he told me just exactly how hot it was over there we've got to cut him a bit of slack you know I hope he's got his sun cream on as well but if we take a look at those two players certainly uh, Yang Hyun Jun I think his club Gangwon FC have they put out on Saturday yeah. that essentially said that he is moving to Celtic. There's been no official word from Celtic yet. There's then uh, Hugh Q, uh, Quan Hugh Q is the yeah. defensive midfielder from Busan Eye Park. We expect him to join up with them in Japan as well. And it's a market that Celtic have already dipped into with O, and they clearly feel that these are two more young players that they'll be able to bring in and develop. Yeah, and listen, I hate using the word project signings, but I think these were a couple of lads who were going to be signed by Celtic, whether Ange Postacoglu was a manager or whoever took over from them. These these guys have been in the pipeline for a long time, Yang and Kwon. Um, Celtic, of course, should have been heading from Japan into Korea um, to take on Wolves next week um, that game's now been rescheduled for Dublin because it was a sort of commercial breakdown in the deal is it too cynical to think that maybe the announcements of Yang and Kwon were going to be coordinated with Celtic stopover in South Korea whatever the, the two selling clubs have announced their departures the two lads have spoken about how excited they are about coming to Celtic and I think it is only a matter of time until Celtic make the announcements officially it's great that they do it in the middle of July for three reasons it allows the players themselves to settle in with our new teammates it allows Brendan Rodgers a bit of time before the competitive stuff to run the rule over the players and it also gives Gordon Dale three or four weeks to get the pronunciations correct well let's hear from you 01419511025 Ian is a Celtic fan up first Ian what are you thinking tonight? Hello Andrew how are you doing Roger? I've got a couple of Hi. points mate but um, I just, just Roger was talking about a uh, topic show uh, about the three teams one obviously just get relegated to the first division to the championship. Dundee United and Jim Goodwin, and obviously Robinson for St Mum and uh, St Johnson manager. I think it's Stephen McLean. Yeah, it's a manager. Um, their defeats could have a bearing on their managerial careers. Um, I know it's early in the season, but they're under pressure. I mean, it's I know it's a via play league cup, guy, um, Roger and Andrew, but. <laughs> The pressure's on them. Um, my, my home team, obviously, you know, Morton, they got a good result away to Kelty Hearts. And I was talking to a couple of boys who was at it and they said, some set-up Kelty Hearts have got, Roger, can you 
Emphasize Jenny Mero or not? Oh, listen, I've been up there. I was up there for Super Scoreboard when they came up through that promotion playoff. I don't know if you remember, they beat Brora Rangers a couple of years ago to first come into the league. And then they went through League Two, they consolidated in League One. And it's a great setup through there in Fife. And they've got a new manager in Michael Tidzer this season, who you'll know. Um, and I think they've got they've got high hopes of making an impact in League One again this season. But, but you're right, but manager's been under pressure. I'd, Less so Stephen Robinson. Stephen Robinson had a couple of howling results in the Via League Cup at this time. Lost at home to a broth, lost away to Airdrie, who were in the third tier at the time. And he was really under pressure at that stage. But St Mirren came through, best top flight finish in about 40 years, I think, and so he was okay. But that's why he would really be cut any sort of slack yeah, by St Mirren supporters as I, well, because they've, they've seen it I happen before. And, and look, they may have three good results for the rest yeah. of the group stage, but they saw that having... You know, a couple of bad performances in the League Cup group stage doesn't mean you're going to have no. a bad season, and especially with how early these games come. And I think the St Johnson supporters have cut Stephen McLean a bit of slack. He's new into the job on a permanent basis, and and he knows he needs to sign players. And he, and he spoke actually before the defeat at Stenhouse Muir to say, "I could have signed four or five players, but they weren't the ones I wanted. So I'd rather be patient. I'd rather almost suffer through this group stage and see what happens, and I think get the right players in." Um, so it was a bad result for them The one you wonder about Is Jim Goodwin Because Jim was unable To keep United in the league um, That's a disastrous start Losing to Spartans In their first ever game As a, as a league club um, They've now got Partick Thistle On the telly Tomorrow night All the scrutiny Is on Dundee United And they need to start That championship campaign Flying Because when Dundee Went down They came straight back up United fans will demand not expect they will demand then the United come straight back up Well while we're on the topic let's hear a bit from Jim Goodwin he was speaking about that result at the weekend today Saturday was a disappointing game for everybody and I think you know the emotions are always running high after uh, after games and I think you can you know, we understand the disappointment, and when you're in this industry, you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to take the criticism when it comes your way. And hopefully, we'll have um, not too many moments like that throughout the course of the season. The players who are here and the new faces that have came in, they're all understanding of the situation. You know, this is a big club, and there's a huge level of expectation here. And you know, we're all desperately trying to be successful. And um, you know, the guys are working extremely hard here to, you know, to get fitter and get stronger and, and become a better team. Just given what happened at Aberdeen last season, Jim Goodwin will know more than anyone that what he needs to do now is, is follow up a bad result with a good result because if, if there's then another bad result, it, it can really pile on, can't it? Well, I know it can spiral out of control because Darville um, came about the same time as a 5-0 to Hearts at Tynecastle and then the one that finished, Jim, that covered it for Super Scoreboard at Easter Road, 6-0 defeat to Hibernian. So he won't want any hangover from this Spartans defeat um, he will demand of United players not just an improved performance they need the result tomorrow night it sounds ridiculous to say in the middle of July a team needs a result but Dundee United need a result because they have to stop the suffering at some stage you know they've been relegated from the top flight this time last year they were looking forward to getting into a European campaign they were about to go to AZ Alkmaar in Europe and, and things were going well they'd finished fourth in the Premiership it has been an alarming decline for Dundee United in the last 12 months and Jim Goodwin needs to arrest it now Ian just on your team Celtic how are you feeling about their transfer business and the way it's going at the moment well uh, Andrew Roger um, Roger been a journalist and Andrew you're, you're doing a, a grand job great to hear you on the show thank you um, 
It's a, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's not quiet if you know what I mean. But the, the cards are close to the, the cards are close to the chest. He's, he's doing a grand job. I, I heard Tilly is out for a couple of months. The boy told uh, Tiago home, but the two South Korean boys are going to join, join the boys in Japan when they, they arrived earlier this morning, which was obviously ten o'clock in Japan. They got a great welcome with quite a few Celtic supporters, but the I can't, I don't know their names, Roger. Know what I mean? But the one, the, the boy Quan, uh, Hank Celtic got him for. Eight hundred and fifty thousand, and just just reading up on him, Roger, and looking at you know clips and things like that. Uh, I watched his last game against Seoul, and he's a player, Roger. Eight hundred and fifty thousand, it's a bargain. The first thing that struck me is he's a big lad. I think they call him the Rodri of the Korean league or something like that. You know, he's a holding midfield player, and he is a big unit. He's um he's probably in the mould of near Beaton, but even. Probably broader than near Beaton, so it'll be a formidable force to come up against in the midfield. I don't know, listen to Belayne if I said I knew all about these two players, but you can see why they've signed Yang if they needed a replacement for Jota. You know, the juicy Marco Tilly was out a couple of months, Mikey Johnson thinks out even longer for three months, so you can see why he's been added to the squad. And Quan, you know, if you remember this time last year, Ange Bosikoglu brought in Oliver Abelgaard on loan that didn't work out but clearly an area you know if you think um, Eriguchi's been tried in there James McCarthy's been tried in there so maybe Celtic are just looking for someone that can be the enforcer in there and that maybe allows Callum McGregor to step on one Could that be a water? Possibly I mean water surprised me last season Andrew when he moved back into the back four um, didn't look wholly comfortable there he's now made the move permanently um, so he could be a contender in there as well, but we don't know because that's it. If, if Ange Postecoglou was still here, we'd probably see these things with a bit more confidence. You just know the different eye of Brendan Rodgers. Celtic could look different. Someone that has said something with a bit of confidence is Quan. I don't know if you've seen these quotes from yeah. him in an interview in his homeland. He says, uh, or he says, I will become the best player in Celtic and go to higher places such as the German Bundesliga or the English Premier League. And these are always quotes. Look for for journalists. They they're gold. And the thing is, if if he goes on to achieve that, then good for him. But it's also the type of thing that people will then point to if he, if he's not uh, quite a success. Listen, did, did Nico Raskin no say something similar the day he signed for Rangers? You know, you'd, you'd be more concerned. I'm sure Ian would be more concerned if Quan did an interview in Korea and said, "I don't really want to make an That's impact." Good for players to come out and back themselves. No? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, he wants to back himself. He sounds a confident lad. He certainly looks the part, Andrew. And then the bits and bobs I've seen of him as a big jump from his club in Busan to come to Celtic and be expected to make an instant impact. He is still a young man. And that's the thing with Celtic saying, we will be interested to see how quickly they can get into the team. Odin Thiago home, signed a few weeks ago, we haven't seen or heard very much from him at all. Telio's Celtic career is now going to be putting pause for a couple of months as well. And is Yang the finished article? Can he come in straight away and hit the ground running? Listen, it's, it, this is the beauty of this part of the season. It's the, it's the keen sense of anticipation as to what new signings will turn out to be good, bad or indifferent. Well, thank you to Ian. Still plenty of time to get involved. Maybe you're a Rangers fan that's looking at your transfer situation. Maybe your team was in League Cup action at the weekend. You want to talk to us about the game. All you need to do, give us a call 0141 951 1025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna in the studio with me, Andrew McLean, and you can join us as well. 01419511025, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. I was scrolling through Twitter earlier on, Roger. I saw a photo of Tom Lawrence out training yeah. for Rangers. I mean, it's been a long time coming. His return, there seems to have been a lot of setbacks really as well but he'll be hoping and Rangers fans will be hoping that this is the, the real start of his career at Rangers yeah they will and I think Rangers fans will roll up to Ibrox tomorrow night really intrigued to see the makeup not of all the team but particularly that front line you know the, the Rangers front line for the last few years has been built round Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent um, sometimes it's been maybe Haji or Roof or Sakala or very fleetingly at the start of last season Tom Lawrence but now with Dessers and Lammers and Seema and Tom Lawrence soon to be fit Haji is fit again Sakala's still there but really fascinating to see how Rangers line up the system they line up and who's playing where in that further on role because Cantwell finished the season so well and Kieran Dowell is one that can play in there as well It does seem like the biggest refresh that there has been at yeah. Rangers certainly in the, the forward areas yeah. in a long long time doesn't it so that that will add to the intrigue for Rangers fans it certainly will and you know Antonio Cholak started the last season so brightly under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst faded away had an injury didn't impress Michael Beale he's now out the door as well going to Parma at the weekend Scott Wright looks as if he's destined to go to Turkey um, will that be the last of the departures I believe there's been a bit of interest shown in Sakala wouldn't surprise me if they offloaded Ravi Matondo as well and you know Michael Beale when he's unveiled these players he has spoken of how long he's been watching them he's done his homework on them they've been targets of his for a period of time he's obviously looked to get them all and he might not be done yet because as well as Jose Fuentes who looks as if he's coming in from LAFC there's still that interest in Danilo at Feyenoord Yeah the, the Scott Wright one is the, the news today coming out of Rangers that they've accepted a bid of around £500,000 for him Scott Wright travelling to uh, Turkey to hold talks with Pendixpor who are newly promoted to the Turkish Super League did that seem like a move that was maybe coming not necessarily to that club but that Scott Wright was one of the players you felt his time was maybe up at Rangers well it, was, it certainly wasn't expected for me because until about <laughs> 10 to 12 today I'd never heard appendix but um, no I think he was always destined to move on there was that, that talk a couple of weeks ago you know of a, a potential move overseas for him um, he came in under Stephen Gerrard he had his moments you know, you think of that run to the Europa League final, scored a goal against Hearts in a Scottish Cup final for Rangers. So started he, the Europa League final. Yeah, as well, he did. Yeah, and, and you know he really did have his moments there at, for a spell. But I think latterly under Michael Beale last season, and you could extend this to half a dozen or more players, you could tell that their time at the club was up. And it was really just a case of how long it was going to be until they moved away. Yeah, there has been a lot of work in terms of incoming seven currently for Rangers. It looks as if they will add to that. Would you expect there to be quite a considerable clear out still to come? Well, you have to remember five or six went right at the very start. You know, Alan McGregor, who's back tomorrow for his testimonial. Kenton Morelos, we've touched upon. Scott Arfield, Philip Hollander, effectively Stephen Davis as well. Although, you know, he's not recovered yet from that you know horrible cruciate injury um, Colach Cholak's gone Wright is going we've mentioned other ones who could go you can throw Glenn Kamara into that mix as well there's interest from Nottingham Forest and Borna Barisic so if you're going to lose 10 or 12 and probably by the time this window's closed Rangers will have lost 10 or 12 
you do need to get 10 or 12 back in. It's seven just now. I would expect Sifuentes, maybe Danilo to come as well. That would be nine. And that could be more. Huh? You always tend to find clubs like a sneaky one in the last couple of days in a window. Would you be surprised if Borna Barisic left? No. I just one think, year left in his deal. Yeah, he's got one year left in his deal. Um, uh, you wonder about the Ross Wilson link at Nottingham Forest. They need a left back. Um, they're well aware of Borna's contract situation. So what do you do with Borna Barisic? Do you let him fulfil the last year of his deal no guarantees will be first choice left back. Red Van Yilmaz looked quite good after the break, after the split, I should say, the tail end of last season. So does Barisic play and challenge Yilmaz and then go for nothing in a year? Or do they try and get, I don't know what figures, but would you talk about £1.82 million? Pounds maybe maybe not as much as that, actually, for Barisic, but it gets something back to get back into the pot. The Rangers will be hoping that this is when Red Van Yilmaz's career really takes yeah. off because they, they paid a good fee for him and he spent some time out injured last season. He was given a bit more game time towards the end of last season once he recovered, but he's now had a year to settle in the country. He's still a young player, but this will be the point where Michael Beale will be hoping that he can really kick on and you know be a regular starter yeah, for Rangers. And, and you know you're not bother when your biggest claim to fame is you look like Andy Halliday. So <laughs> Red Van Yilmaz will want to kick on and be known for his football. He came with a big reputation, really highly rated at Besiktas before he came to Rangers. Injury problems, couldn't always get in ahead of Barisic, but he will want to kick on from the way he finished the tail end of last season. 01419511025 if you want to get involved one left back to another because Neil is a Celtic fan and I think you've got some thoughts on Kieran Tierney <coughs> can you hear us Neil oh hi 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 <laughs> alright guys hi Neil what's on your mind tonight uh, Neil is... oh it's just uh, the rumours that Kieran Tierney can be coming back to Celtic What's your opinion? Would you like to see it happen? Do you think it could happen? Well, Kieran Tierney is a man with a football. And to be honest, I think if the chance came up, he would take it. Maybe take a wee wage cut and come back to his. Because he's not really had the best of times during Arsenal. I think maybe it was a wee bit early for him to go and leave Celtic. Maybe a near year at Celtic and they could have went on to bigger and better things. But then again, you don't really know. So it's just an opinion on that. It just shows you how players' careers are affected by you know managerial change because when he went down to Arsenal, he actually did start really brightly under Unai Emery, and things looked as you know it looked as if he'd moved at the right time, he'd moved to the right club, his career really was going to take off, and then after Mikel Arteta took charge, he went and got Zinchenko, who he had worked with in the past at Manchester City, and suddenly Kieran was no longer first choice, and you know when you've been first choice all your career as he has for, for Celtic, for Scotland, for Arsenal up until that stage, it must really be a setback to your confidence when you're stuck in the bench. Arsenal were going for, you know, for a long time last season, Andrew, they were going for that English Premier League title and he would have been dying to get involved off the bench and he'd hardly get any game time at all and he will want to go somewhere where he can feel the love again and where he can play football again. In a world where so many players are being accused of moving to certain clubs because of money and there's all the Saudi Arabian yeah. contracts being handed out is that what maybe makes it unrealistic for a lot of people in their head that they just couldn't see this happening it's with Kieran Tierney on a reported £120,000 a week but there's always that link of Kieran Tierney and the affection he has for Celtic yeah and I think he is one of a dying breed you know we've spoken about Alan McGregor's testimonial in a couple of weeks time it'll be James Forrest's testimonial 
at Celtic Park against Athletic Bilbao. And James Forrest is a bit like that. You know, he had opportunities to move and he always stayed at Celtic. And, you know, he was he was like a throwback to, to guy, one club players, you know, the Paul McStays and all that sort of stuff. Um, Kieran Tierney might have been like that. You know, had, had Arsenal not come in to sign him for 20-odd million, whatever it was, I don't think Kieran Tierney would have been that bothered. They probably quite happily played for 20 years with Celtic. But he did get down south, as we say. It started really well. At the minute, he is at a little bit of a career crossroads. And where does that take him next? You can't see him, at the minute, changing Mikel Arteta's mind. I don't think Arteta's going to dump Zinchenko and suddenly reinstate Kieran Tierney as first-choice left-back. I think he will move. But does he move on loan to Celtic with a big wage cut? Or can he find himself somewhere, be it Newcastle or be it elsewhere in the English Premier League, where he can play every week? Well, thank you to Neil. Let's speak to Geoffrey, who's a Rangers fan in Giffnock. Geoffrey, what's on your mind tonight? Right, um, last week in the papers, there was talk of Ross McCrory leaving Ibrooks. Robbie McCrory. Yeah, um, I was wondering what you know of that. And if I was the manager, I would have kept him and got rid of McLaughlin. Right, that's point one. I've got another point. Okay, I'll, I'll let you come back in afterwards, Jeffrey. Is is the issue there not that it's Ro- Robbie McCrory wants to be a number one goalkeeper? He wants to play football. He's got ambitions. It wouldn't be a case of you know getting rid of Robbie McCrory or John McLaughlin, as Jeffrey says. Is you know. Would Robbie McCrory want to be moving on because he wants to be a number one in his own right and maybe doesn't feel as if he's going to be with the arrival of Jack Butland? We we spoke about Tierney and Forrest and their affection for Celtic. I think the McCrory twins had a very similar affection for Rangers. They'd been there from a very young age and they would dream of playing at centre-half and goalkeeper for Rangers for many years to come. And Ross eventually moved on to Aberdeen. He's got himself a really good move this summer to Bristol City. He's on the brink of the Scotland squad. Um, and he has discovered that there's life beyond the old firm, if you like. Um, and I think at 25 years of age, Robbie's now probably thinking the same thing. Um, he's tried to convince Steven Gerrard he's worth being first pick. He's tried to convince Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He's now trying to convince Michael Beale. And I think, you know, once Jack Butlin arrives in the summer there, you realise that maybe this isn't for me and he doesn't want to hang around he signed a contract recently thinking he had a chance of being number one I don't think he has a chance of being number one Jack Butland will be the number one and I think Rob McCrory now wants to leave I think he's now of the opinion that he has to go elsewhere to get first team football he's rated by Steve Clark. Steve Clark's had him in Scotland squads despite the fact he's hardly played any club football so you just wonder how far Robbie McCrory can progress his own career once he leaves Rangers yeah can you understand if that if those were the reasons why you would want to move on from Rangers Jeffrey? Um well I thought uh, I'm not sort of I'm not rating Butland he's not played so many games last season um, I, I mean Robbie McCrory didn't play many games last season either well he played the, the last couple of games and he played well um, I don't know I really don't know but I was really sort of Astounded that you, you you would want to leave Ibrooks. I mean, he's still a young man, and give him um, you'll be given a chance. Roger, is he a, is he a young man though? Yes, twenty five is still you know young for a goalkeeper, but at the age of twenty five in a career of professional football, where it is a short career, you can understand why a player would want to be going out and playing regularly. And if he doesn't feel 
as if it's going to happen at Rangers then he may want to do that elsewhere. yeah listen you need to be playing first team football at that age whether you're a goalkeeper or you're a centre forward Alan McGregor who we've been speaking about a lot tonight he had loan spells out remember he was at St Johnson and did Fermlin as a young man but by the age of 25 he was in playing regular first team football and that's what you need to be doing now I don't know where Roman McCrory will, will finish up whether he goes to the English Championship whether he goes to League One whether there's, there's clubs up here you know he's at loan spells at Livy he's at loan spells at Queen of the South in the past um, he knows the game up here people know him but I don't think he will still be at Rangers come the end of this window What was your next point you wanted to make Geoffrey? I, um, I saw in the papers today um, the, this Dutch player that uh, was supposed to be coming from now, what's a, what seems to be the problem with the signing? Is it a case of not Feyenoord are struggling with strikers or whatever? Well, it's like any other transfer, Jeffrey. They haven't met in the money yet, you know. Um, Rangers are a bit turned down for Danilo. Um, they are interested in going back in. They will have banked a little bit more money from the sale of Antonio Cholak, a little bit more again from the sale of Scott Ride, and they might need to offload more. You know, whether it's Robbie McCrory who we just spoke about, whether it's a fashion Sakala, Glenn Kamara, someone like that. But Michael Beale clearly likes the player and despite the fact that Dessers and Lammers and Seema and all these guys are already in the building I, I think he will continue to pursue Danilo in this window well thank you to Jeffrey. you could be up next if you call 01419511025 but before the break let me tell you about this oh you're kidding me on Well, it's a double rollover on the cash register as Gary's call went straight to voicemail today. So it's now your chance to enter for Tuesday's draw. It's your chance to win £42,400, but you need to make sure you're in the draw. Enter now. Text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. If you get a call from us after three o'clock tomorrow, make sure you answer within five rings and give us the correct cash register amount, which is £42,400. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entry is £2 or call 0330-880-4523 calls are charged at the standard rate it's over 18s only entries since Caroline 1 on Thursday have rolled over all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website so text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £42,400 good luck The Cash Register on Clyde One the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna in the studio with me, Andrew McLean. And you can join us as well, 0141951025, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's head straight back to the phones because Laurie is a Celtic fan in Deniston. Laurie, how are you tonight? I'm doing uh, fine, uh, Andrew. Thank you for taking my call. Good evening, Roger. Hello, Laurie. How are you? I'm doing good, Roger. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell you my point, guys. Uh, I cannot see the Kieran uh, Tierney uh, signing uh, coming off, uh, whether on loan uh, or permanently. Uh, permanently, I think Celtic, I know the races with the English clubs. Uh, they couldn't possibly compete. Arsenal will be looking to recoup the money uh, they spent on uh, Kieran Tierney. And uh, as far as a loan move uh, to Celtic's concerned, well, Arsenal's brought in a few players already, £105 million for Declan Rice. And Roger, I think another couple of players from the continent uh, have been recruited as well. So, uh, as in every business situation, the books have got to be balanced. 
So if it came to Arsenal selling Kieran Tierney and maybe getting £30 million pounds, uh, for him uh, or whatever, uh, that would trump uh, any sentimental move for Kieran Tierney to join his boyhood, uh, boyhood uh, heroes. Yeah, there is a, a situation here, Roger, where Brendan Rodgers could want it to happen, Kieran Tierney could want it to happen, but the financials just don't work for yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, we said that at the top of the show. It's going to need um, Kieran to take uh, an enormous cut of his salary to come back. Um, and while I'm quite sure he would like to come back, the financials might just not make it work. Um, Arsenal have spent, as Laurie says, an uh, enormous sum of money. £105 million in rice, whatever it was for Kai Havertz, uh, Jurian Timber from Ajax as well. I mean, you're going to be talking close to £200 million. So they are going to need to offload. They've got Granite Xhaka away for, for £20 million. I've talked to Thomas Partey going as well. So Laurie's right. They'll look to at least recoup the money they paid on Kieran. I think they would like to get a bit of profit as well. £35 million wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's an unrealistic sum when you look at what players are going for down there just now, Andrew. And I, I do think it's more likely that Kieran will be playing for a Newcastle or somewhere like that at the start of the season. But, as Brendan Rodgers says, never say never. Laurie, is that a position that Celtic should be spending money on or do you feel that it's maybe best spent elsewhere? I think so, Andrew. The, the latter, to be quite honest with you. Greg Taylor is quite an accomplished left-back. I think the boy Burnaby uh, needs improving, but that's a Rodgers uh, to develop uh, um, uh, as a player uh, and improve him. Uh, it just uh, the whole situation about a loan deal. Uh, sentimental reasons, Kieran Tierney coming back up to Celtic. I'm sorry, but it strikes me uh, to use our old adage as a busman holiday. Well, listen, I don't know what will happen with, with, with players. I think you would agree he needs to be playing football somewhere. And I don't think that someone is going to be Arsenal. I think um, his time at Arsenal looks, to me, to be up. Um, and whether that means it's a, a loan departure, whether it means it's a permanent departure, I'll be really interested to see. And I think from Scotland's point of view, you, know, you can imagine the conversation tonight, Laurie's all based around Celtic, but from Scotland's point of view, Steve Clark will want him playing somewhere. He will definitely want him to get... 40 or 50 games under his belt this season ahead of the finals next summer There's obviously interest in this potential transfer from Celtic fans but Celtic fans will generally be interested in the areas that Brendan Rodgers is going to be targeting going forward if there are going to be these bigger signings whatever you want to call them marquee signings if that's the word you want to use because he's not really talked too openly about it he has said in an interview last week that he wants to bring in a player to essentially replace Jota he wants a winger and that's an area he's looking at but it's maybe left a bit more open to exactly what areas he he thinks he needs improvements in I wonder if Yang and Ortelio were earmarked as that direct replacement for Jota even in terms of I think he'd said this actually since since the Tilio signing but maybe not since Yang even just in terms of quantity rather than Quality. I think Celtic need defenders. Now there's Alistair Johnson out for a couple of months. It leaves Anthony Ralston, who's had his own fitness issues of late, leaves him as the only right back with any experience on the left. Laurie's quite correct. There are still doubts about Alexandro Bernabe. So that leaves only really Greg Taylor with Bernabe behind him. And Carter Vickers, he is making good progress in his comeback. Carter Vickers and Starfield, really strong pairing. But behind that, I think there were a few doubts about Kobayashi after his performance at Ibrox. And then Iwata was favoured over him, really, Iwata wasn't Iwata was favoured over him. I don't think that's a long-term solution in there. Stephen Welsh's time looks as if it's probably up as well at the club. So it wouldn't surprise me if Brendan Rodgers moved 
just for defensive reinforcements. And that's where there are sort of variables as well because we don't know what's happening in Celtic training. You look at the players that have been brought in, the likes of Marco Tellio, the likes of the likes of Odin Thiago Holm. There'll be, uh, you know, Quan and. Uh, Yang coming in as well these are players that may go into training and, and really surprise Brendan Rodgers and you'll think you know what they're actually a lot further down the line in their development than than he thinks they are and they, they could be playing plenty of games this yeah. season or, or Iwata Kobayashi mm-hmm. guys like that you know Haksabanovic yeah, guy, guys squad, who yeah. have been you know fringe players who haven't really secured their place here's one for you this is one of the debate with Gordon Duncan when he eventually returns to his work what about David Turnbull who was a hero of Gordon's at Motherwell hasn't quite worked out for him at Celtic he really was you know the guy who got the last 10 minutes or the last 20 minutes for Celtic under Ange Postecoglou could Brendan Rodgers see more of him in the Celtic midfield next season well thank you to Laurie let's turn our attentions to the League Cup fixtures on Saturday there was a lot of interesting games on the go we did touch earlier on on that Dundee United result of course 1-0 1-0 loss to Spartans on the opening day of their competitive season. There was a 2-0 win for Motherwell against Elgin City. Some interesting results, certainly. St Mirren losing to Montrose. We have touched on it, but Stephen Robinson won't be too worried just given what happened last season in the League Cup, you'd think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And they do still have three games to, to sort of get back on the horse, if you like. They've got a broth coming to St Mirren they probably feel as if they owe them one after last season at this stage of the competition um, we couldn't get through the show without a mention for 16 year old Lennon Miller first goal for Motherwell up at Elgin what a great start to the season for that young man the Camus celebration ever as yeah, well for a 16 year old that scored yeah. his first senior goal his dad Lee coming back from was it Portugal I think he was in holiday cut short to come back to Elgin and he'll be absolutely thrilled he did come back to see the young man score the goal Stuart Kettlewell has spoken really highly of him even before the goal at the weekend Stuart Kettlewell also threw in was it Luca Ross and Ewan Wilson mm-hmm. started the game up there at Borough Briggs so let's hear a bit from Stuart Kettlewell quickly actually just on um, his sort of youth policy for me, this is Motherwell's a football club that produces its own players and has a proud history of doing that. And I think it's my job to try and make sure that there's a pathway for that to happen. I think there's a couple of things in it as well, and far from me to, to go out and cast up and start calling people out. I'm not scared to play young players, I keep saying this, um, and that's not to pitch myself above anybody else. I'm I genuinely not, because at the end of the day, footballers are human beings, and I think sometimes I've seen it in the past, managers and coaches can sit there all pent up and um, panicking that a young player might make a mistake. So can a 33-year-old, so can a 35-year-old. You know, what, what, what if the young player makes a mistake? I see it as the first step to um, recovering from it, learning from it, and becoming a better football player. So that's always how I've looked at it, and it's not to be blind about it but I know the people that come and follow us here at Motherwell want to see their own players coming through and the exciting emerging talent um, and I think what it does is it produces a real fe- good feel good factor um, about your football club so it's always been something I've believed in and it's always been my intention to try and make sure that there is a, there is a pathway here Certainly sounds as if we haven't seen the last of various Motherwell teenagers this season Well I hope that's correct because you know we touched on David Turnbull a minute ago you can think of Alan Campbell David Clarkson Stephen Pearson Stevie Hamill James McFadden they've all come through the ranks and they've all become fans favourites and there's nothing supporters like more than a young homegrown player who comes through the ranks and becomes a hero in the first team and Lennon Miller 
What a start, young man. Yeah, that is the type of thing that, that fans just love to see, isn't it? A player that comes through the academy and, and has the success. And there's no reason that if Lennon Miller is showing the ability at the moment that he won't play regularly yeah, for Motherwell this l- season. L- listen, we're lucky there were a few... Well, look at Max Johnson, the second half of last season at Motherwell, how well he did picking up Young Player of the Year honours for basically six months working that first team at Motherwell. But there's nothing fans like better. You know, you, you think of some of the young men, David Watson, that brief spell he had at Kilmarnock in the second half of last season, an 18-year-old. Lyle Cameron and the role he played in Dundee coming up. The supporters really bond with these young homegrown players and it would be great if Stuart Kettlewell can keep as many of them in the team as possible well that's all we've got time for tonight I'll be back tomorrow night in the studio with Gordon DL plenty happening so make sure to get involved and remember you can catch up on any of tonight's chat by listening to our podcast brought to you by Lookers but thank you for listening in tonight thank you for your calls and for your tweets thank you very much to Roger Hanna in the studio but stick around because Amber is up next with the chance to win tickets to see the Snuts